I'm be real with you, man. I've been, I've been trying to be politically correct, trying to get back into the NFL and, you know, trying to say the right things because I feel like I pissed off the wrong people. But I never did anything wrong, you know. So it, it was kind of one of those things where uh, it, it, a situation like this is allowing a lot of people to speak up. A lot of, a lot of people in, in black corporate America are speaking up now and we're being listened to. For every, every time you went to HR and they didn't listen to you, every time you had a complaint and you didn't want to file it because you didn't want to lose your job. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Inspired Podcast, and I am joined today by the man, the myth, and the legend, Wes Saunders. What's up, Wes? Hey, hello, hello, man, Miguel. I appreciate you having me on, man. Man, listen, this is going if, if y'all ain't thought this was going to be a treat, this is where energies collide together to talk about all things relevant. Listen, before I get into it, I want to... Give you give you an intro. People got to know who you are if they don't already know. Okay, Wes okay. Saunders is an American football player and NFL veteran, formerly of the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Indianapolis Colts. Now, he is a Durham native, NC native. Saunders attended the University of South Carolina, where he pursued his passion for both journalism and football. Wes Saunders is currently a free agent, and during the interim, he has dedicated his focus towards holistic training methods, dieting, and rejuvenation and preparation for all things that he's going to take on. And I think what he's doing and what you're going to hear is such a great representation of not only a strong man, but a strong black man in these times. The news media can pull the narrative left and right, but this is real life. And I got my man sitting right in front of me today, and we just going to talk shop, man. We're here. Welcome. We're here. Under Welcome. the circumstances, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you opening up this space uh, for, for two brothers to talk. Absolutely. You know, two intelligent brothers to talk about what's really going on out here. So I'm going to open it up like this, Wes. Um, what the hell is going on out here, man? Like, what is, what is your perspective? When you look at the media and you look at everything else, like, like when you sit back and just take a look at it, like, what goes through your mind? Uh, well, you know, this is just uh, the natural order of things. Right. You know, at some point, you know, you, I, I understand uh, my people more than anything. Okay. And I understand that we are... Uh, uh, an intelligent people, we prosper, we flourish even through the hard times. True. You know, so uh, when the times get harder, uh, it just does, it's not going to make us go away. You no. know, so these are kind of the, the incidents where uh, you know things that have been going on for many many years have finally come to a head, and you know we're voicing our opinions right. uh, like never before. And, you know, it's a, it's a fearless generation that's coming up uh, after us, man. And it's uh, I think it's exciting times actually. You know, I'm not as as fearful and you know walking around yeah. on eggshells like everybody else because. You know, this is this has to happen. It does. It's have happened to happen. historically. I mean, even back before the Roman Empire and the African empires, this has been going on, and it needs to happen. So. Exactly. You said something that was key. Like you're not fearful, right? Yeah. When you 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 walk with your chest up, that doesn't none of this breaks your drive and whatever your your goals and your community service and all the things that you do. None none of this affects that, and I think it's great. Now I follow you on. Instagram and we always dialogue back and forth when you do cool stuff. I think it's really amazing that way before all of this, so this is not a product of what's going on. This is just Wes Saunders. Mm -hmm. This is who you are. Um, you have an initiative where you do a lot of community outreach, right? But before we get into that, what do you say to the black man out there right now that's that's going through this? Do you celebrate him and say, man, you had a you had a good time? Oh yeah. Because you're witnessing. Oh yeah. You're witnessing. This is the future history. You're witnessing. You're a part of it. You know, you need to I even talk to the young to the youth and uh, tell them to appreciate these moments. Maybe even write down how you're feeling right now. Even if even if those feelings are fear, you right. know, if you you're feeling a little anxiety, 
those are the kind of things you need to talk about because later on people are going to be asking you about these moments. Uh, and this is history. And, you know, the, you actually have a chance to be a part of it and change it yourself. And for the greater good, you know, this is a humanitarian issue yeah. at the base of it. You know, what we're talking about is something that uh, it, it's, it's so minuscule and so elementary that you think, you know, being kind to one another would be something that oh, man. is mandated. But exactly. we have to ask for it. We have to beg for it. And we have to pass laws for it. And if that's what we have to do, then, you know, that's the process we have to take. And I'm glad we we're taking those steps to get there. Where Absolutely. were you when you first uh, learned of the George Floyd situation? Oh man, I was uh, I I was at home. You know, I think I I, I, found, I saw some tweets about it. Okay, but, uh, you know, it started it started trending on Twitter, and it was one of those moments where I was like, oh man, not again. You yeah, because uh, you can kind of feel the environment even since you know Ferguson and all these moments. Yeah, uh, those things don't go away. Even though they, even though the media might stop talking about them, it doesn't go away in our community because we we haven't forgotten. Nah. Right, you know, because it's something that you see all the time. So um, for it to be so prevalent. Uh, in everybody's uh, living room, everybody's yeah. phone, looking at it, it was—it's something that shook the world. And you know, those are the kind of things that, when you look down the road, it may have needed to happen because I'm—I'm I'm seeing some people wake up yeah. that, that uh, have never spoken on issues such as this before. Now, do you think that? Well, now, I already know you're answering this. I mean, the power of social media was really also at the helm of this whole situation, right? Of course, the power of social media. Um, and I think, I don't know if it's Michael Jordan or Jamie Foxx or somebody uh, initially started the, 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 the quote, um, Will Smith, sorry, it was Will Smith. <clears throat> he said, it's not like this is not, this is a new thing. It's just being recorded. Yeah. It's not getting worse. It's getting filmed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Filmed. So, you know, this is, something I, you can, I try often not to think, I went to the University of South Carolina and, and studied African American history. Oh, wow. You know, it was one of those things where I'm like, man, what was going on before the camera? Before, yeah. before there was even recordings, you know, there, it was so many instances where it was uh, your word against his, and of course, we know whose word they usually chose. So, exactly, uh, it, it's kind of even frightening that it's going on right here in front of our face, and we still have to do so much uh, to, to, to in order to fight for a change. So, it, it's kind of one of those things where, it's like, man, are we? These are, these are the times we're living in. So. Exactly. So, so what are we together? I mean, we both uh, African American, strong men, we're leaders in our role, with family men, etc. What do you think some of the best advice is to give to the young guys out there that's experiencing this? And and what positive message do we give them to say, this is what we should do? This is this is what you should be doing to prepare yourself for what's to come later on? Uh, honestly speaking, I, I tell them to put the, put away their ego. You know, I, coming from an NFL player, you know, the younger kids, they kind of listen to me a little bit. And uh, one of the things, first things I talk about is, you know, the trouble I've gotten in. You know, yeah. I got suspended twice. In the NFL, you know, for for being you know knucklehead stuff, I've never been arrested, uh, anything egregious such as that. But once once you get a stain on your name, uh, it's kind of hard to repair your reputation. So you know, you got to put your ego aside and understand what kind of man you want to be, what kind of person you want to be, how you want to treat people. Yeah. And so you have to have a moral compass before you go out into the world, before you step foot outside, and your energy affects anybody else. You got to figure out who you are. So, man, you know, let me let me let me just comment on that one thing. That some of the best advice I've ever gotten uh, from my father was on a boat and, and I was upset about a, a situation. And I, I figured he should have been more upset because the situation was done to him. And he said, you know what your problem is? And I said, what? He said, you know why you would be angry? He said, because you have an ego. I don't have one. Mm -hmm. He said, when you learn to keep your ego in the bank, you'll be a much better individual. And let me tell you, oh, that, yeah. that was some powerful. Man, that's, a, that's gold. <laughs> that's to keep gold. your ego in the bank. Means it. if it doesn't affect that bottom line, 
Who cares? That's that's some great advice, man. I had I got that same advice from my father. He was a journalist growing okay. up, so he would write about uh, his opinions, a plethora of things, and nice. not everybody in North Carolina agree with him. Uh, I can you imagine know, our, our, our voicemails that night. Uh, I, I couldn't have believed some of the things people were calling him saying. I was getting upset and raged. I mean, look, go find him. Yeah. Like, he's laughing. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny to him because, you know, hey, I invoke some kind of emotion by what I was talking about, whether it be you agree with it or not. You know, it, that's 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 this country, right? That's that's the beauty of it. So that, That's a strong message, Wes, for you as an NFL player. You you came up, I'm sure, uh, rough. Yeah. Right? And, and you made your mistakes along the way. You just submitted that. And, and – the younger guys, you know, sports and entertainment, I mean, wow, they're, they're like the role models of most of the generation. Mm-hmm. And, and that carries a pretty, that's a pretty big cross to, to bear on your back if you care. Mm-hmm. If you care, um, you understand that everything you do, everything you say is, is, can be reflected in the younger guy. And for you to tell them to check their ego and you made the mistakes and you've learned from them and your restoration, um, one is acknowledging that you've made those mistakes, but most importantly, what was the reflection point like as a guy? Did you sit back and say, ah, it wasn't that important? Or did you realize I shouldn't have did that? Uh, well, the reflection point comes in that uh, when, once you realize everyone's opinion of you changes once they hear something uh, in the news or in the yeah. media. It may be true, may not be true. Uh, right. So it was the immediate reaction I got from people who I thought were my friends, you know, my, my, my circle, right. uh, people I was hanging with. And, you know, when you're at the top, everybody loves you. Everybody's, you know, calling, calling for tickets and calling <laughs> for every little favor they can ask for. Uh, but as soon as some stuff happens and goes down, man, it's, it's Back people, people desert. Who is West? Yeah, exactly. So uh, that was eye opening for me, and uh, it humbled me a lot. Right. And I appreciated it, you know, because I was hanging around the wrong people, doing the wrong things, uh, trying to impress people. Uh, oh man, that's that's golden. <laughs> yeah, especially in the end, like you said, in the entertainment business, you get to a certain status, and you think you're supposed to be doing these things. So, you know, I was like, hey, man, I started getting more into the book, the good book, a little bit. Good stuff. Reading the Apocrypha and understanding what you know what life was really about, what yeah. what power really meant, and you know your ability to help others, uh, in turn helps yourself. Like Dick Gregory say, the more you help other people, the happier you'll be in life. Exactly. And uh, so you know, once I started figuring that out, and then you know, started things started happening universally, where your know, good karma comes to you, good yeah. things start happening. You know that you, you can only blame it on one thing. So it, isn't it isn't it amazing? Like I, I you know a lot of my friends and a lot of my network, I always say I wish I could go back and have a conversation with my younger self. Mm-hmm. I think if we all band together, like use these platforms like Definitely. this to give this knowledge, it will help. I, I have to ask you this question because you're here. When you think about the power symbol that Colin Kaepernick, when he took a stand by taking a knee in a very peaceful and respectful way, and then you fast forward it to now, and you say that's exactly what Colin Kaepernick was kneeing for. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of people are coming forward to say, wow, maybe we were wrong. Well, like, like, does that make you a little angry? Uh, it doesn't make me angry. I knew it was going to happen. I just didn't know it happened this soon. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, man, 10, 20 years. <laughs> no, it took about three, took yeah. about three, four years for it to happen. So, you know, that's kind of one of those things where I'm not an I told you so kind of guy. I'm a guy who what he was doing, he was standing up for something that was right and just. Right. It was something that, uh, you know, a lot of people believed in, something that a lot of people deserve. So once yeah. you're doing something like that, and then people try to find reasons about why as to why it's bad 
the aftermath is is, is going to be tenfold. Like you're going to yeah. you know look, look even dumber, you know. And that's what's happening right now because people were trying to bash him, and it was about the flag, and it was, and people even trying to make this this murder about the flag and exactly. stuff. You know, I'm like, it's not what it was about. You not. know, you try to intertwine the two. You can't really have an intellectual conversation about that because people are bringing their emotions to the conversation. So I, sure. I tend to stop the conversation when it goes that route. Got know? it. So you're talking about something totally different, but uh, he was actually spot on with what he was doing and what he was talking about. And I was just getting highlighted even more. I think it's remarkable for his legacy mm-hmm. and for his life that in hopes that everything good comes from this. And I think it'll be incredible to see him really make a comeback and they re-embrace him and him, he go off to do incredible things. I can see that happen. I can see it, right? <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about inspiration yep. and 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 something that's just shocking to witness because in our generation and a little they will see that. They will know that, right? That that was a king move. Yeah, it, it was. In, no in right, its own right. No, no one told him to do it. That was a king move. He was watching the, the old heads. He had a little bit of Muhammad Ali in him. He had a little bit of, you know, yeah. Malcolm X in him because you can't always be kind about it. I know a lot of people who work with organizations and yeah. charities and we try to stop these things and we have rallies and we have, you know, drives and walks and marches and f- all these things and it you know, it doesn't seem to work. I mean, when you make a little noise, yeah. you know, it, like like Michael Mech said, yeah, I learned a long time ago, if you ever want to get something done, you had better make a little noise. There so you go. That's what that's what has to happen. That's awesome. So let's switch things up a little bit. I got a fun fact. I heard you got some karate skills, man. Oh man, what? What's going on, Wes? <laughs> hey man, it's not it's not quite karate, man. It's, it's more like a, a tai chi, okay, you know, mixed kind of thing. I work with a, a martial artist, a martial arts of wellness teacher here uh, by the name of Sifu Matthew at the Carry On okay. Hotel. Uh, he, he's a phenomenal man who's taught me the art of uh, you know transitioning your energy, wow. uh, bringing it up. I also work with a, a healer by the name of Seth Mentor, known as the Foot Doctor. Okay, and uh, he's a good close friend of mine and you know they've taught me different things about my body and how to generate it so you know right. it's, it's not quite quite karate but it's a plethora of okay. things and uh, body movements for for a big guy like me yeah well you listen i would imagine that's healing that that's probably makes you stronger yeah yeah definitely. both physically and mentally right inside All above yeah right so I, I hey that's that's incredible i noticed that a little while ago i said wes wes <laughs> is doing it man i also noticed that um you are an emotional intelligence coach yes Tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, you know, uh, it's it kind of one of those things where I, I, be, I began to realize over the course of my life, I'm 31 now, but I've been okay. a guy who's, who's who's been giving advice, uh, sound advice to people for, you know, for several years now, right. at least about five. Okay. And uh, it was kind of one of those things. I had a spiritual awakening and, you know, it's, it's really not as, as hard as people think, um, but it's tough if you're programmed a certain kind of way. So okay. once I deprogrammed myself, um, I realized I was in a, a position to help other people nice. deprogram themselves from their own detrimental behavior, you know, because sometimes uh, people's own worst enemy is themselves. Oh, so, you always. Know, yeah, self-sabotage is one of the uh, biggest killers. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I pride myself on being able to help people get out of their own way. And, you know, uh, for some reason, you know, I'm, I'm myself all the time, so people feel feel pretty good being vulnerable around me. So, yeah. you know, at some point we get to the meat and potatoes of what's really going on. And, there you go. Uh, we try to find a solution, you know, because, you know, being your best version of yourself uh, is good for the world, right? Exactly. So if, if you can help somebody else and, and be a light to them, you pass it on and it, it trickles all over the world. So, yeah. So emotional intelligence is one thing. that I mean, you're, you're definitely giving back in a phenomenal way, especially as a leader um, for the kids as well. But I've seen you, man, Lacing up your sneakers, taking duffel bags of clothes, going and out, going out to the real streets, man, uh, giving dope clothes to the homeless and stuff. Like, what inspired that? Was that 
Was that a one month thing? Was that a West thing? Was that an initiative? What was that? Uh, well, honestly, what inspired it was my father. Uh, years ago, we would you know, when I was probably six or seven, we were right. he was uh, in the Hundred Black Men of America Foundation in North Carolina, okay. and uh, just on his own, we would go and you know help underprivileged families uh, take take a kid shopping, right? Uh, get you know get get them groceries. Uh, if it snowed outside, my dad had these big trucks. We would go out and, and see if anybody had gotten stuck stuck on the road. You okay, know, he's playing the hero out on the road and stuff. So I, I didn't understand why he was doing these things, especially, right. you know, I wanted to sleep. I'm trying exactly. to sleep in. I'm exactly. eight years old. What are we going to help these people for? Exactly. But he was teaching me there was a bigger purpose and a, and a bigger lesson to it. And I was just one of those things that always stuck with me. And, of course, me being a bigger guy, uh, yeah. you know, I always – uh, just had a soft spot for people who who have been done wrong, you know. And I kind of want to. I, I like to bully the bully, you know. So okay. if I see some wrongdoing, I'm the guy who will step up and I make the whole room uncomfortable. Oh, look at just that! To, just to make it right, you yeah. know. And so it's one of those things where I saw a lot of a lot of people on on the streets around America, and you know we have foundations set up for them to get them food and get them services, but they don't always reach the people that they need to reach. And once I did a little more research and, you know, just dropping by and dropping some clothes off, right. sometimes uh, those the best clothes get picked over. And sometimes, yeah. you know, the, the, the people who really need the stuff uh, don't actually get the necessities. So I want to actually go to the source. You know, the quickest point between two, a straight line is a straight line. There right? you two go. points two is a point. straight line. You yep. know what I'm trying to say. I got you. But anyway, so, you, yeah, me getting to the uh, getting back to the people, um, I saw how much they appreciated. You know, me being out there, I'm not, you know – Germs are germs. You know, these people haven't had showers, but that's that's the least of my worries. Yeah. Getting, getting them what they need is is more important. And uh, it was something about seeing their faces and interacting with them, man. And I meet some of the most genuine, incredible people on the streets, man. And I mean, intelligent, you know, bi bilingual people who have the, you know incredible stories and just fell on hard times. So uh, I'm a journalist by nature as well. So For it's sure. one of those things where I, I love doing you love that, doing that, it that kind of investigative stuff and just learning more about people. Man. You know what, man, I'm going to tell you from even my own personal experience, I had a conversation not, not long ago regarding something similar. And especially in your life as an NFL player, I mean, you've, you've been around the lights, you've been around superstars, you've been in a game where you have thousands and thousands of fans cheering, and you've been at the opposite end of that too as a spectator saying, you know, what, what you, you know, wish you, you could be in that, in that position. The fulfillment is not the same that when you go out to the core of people. It, it says a lot when, when, when a person in your, of your caliber reaches out to help somebody that can do nothing for you. So all they truly can give you is themselves. That's it, man. And it, it's a humbling experience for me, even to this day. I'm, I'm the guy that always, I, I care about people. Yeah. You know, I genuinely care about people. And I've learned so much from people. You mentioned Dick Gregory mm -hmm. early. And for those of you listening, I'm offended if you don't know who <laughs> Dick Gregory is. But I have a, uh, one of the most incredible encounters in my life with Dick Gregory. Okay. And when I say I had one of the most incredible encounters, not only did I meet Dick Gregory, I picked Dick Gregory up from his hotel. I took Dick Gregory to dinner in Orlando. Dick Gregory missed, delayed his comedy show and told me, don't wait. He said, what you think? They're going to start that without me? <laughs> sit, sit down. Classic. Sit your ass down. Hey, classic Big G. He said, and if you want to learn something, sit your ass down and walk outside and sit beside a tree and don't do nothing but listen. Mm -hmm. He was talking about being grounded. Yep. And he was talking about being connected. And he said, if you think that I'm crazy and that a tree is not living, you're crazy. Just sit down. Don't move. Don't think. And just listen. And there was so much power in that statement. 
and it has stayed with me forever. It's gold, man. It's gold. He's, he's, he's speaking an ancient tongue, man. That's what they were trying to tell us many, many years ago yeah. in the hieroglyphs in Africa, man. It, it, it was written on the walls that you know the, the natural elements uh, are what we need to model ourselves after. You know, the, the exactly. trees and being rooted like the tree and getting our energy from the sun. For sure. Uh, you know, those are those are some of the most important things. And then, of course, some somehow or another, we arrived at this place yeah. uh, of capitalism. Uh, where you know material things have overridden greed, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna say it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna say, listen. That's one of the things that inspired me um, to create a podcast. I wanted to create a podcast, and I and I did put myself in a narrow lane because it's called "Be Inspired." I only want things that really touch and ins- inspire people mm-hmm. through my guests, the people that you know we bring on, because that's what it's really about. Like this is about. You, who is Wes Saunders, Wes Saunders' opinions, Wes Saunders' perspectives, because the people that are listening, that's why they tune in. That's it. It's to hear you. And I got and I got a lot to say. I know you hey, got a lot to say. You know, we just I'm just getting started. You know, it's I, I'm be real with you, man. I've been I've been trying to be politically correct, trying to get back into the NFL and okay. you know, trying to say the right things because I feel like I pissed off the wrong people, but I never did anything wrong. You know, right. so it it was kind of one of those things where uh a situation like this is allowing a lot of people to speak up. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people in, in black corporate America are speaking up now, and we're being listened to. For every, yep. every time you went to HR and they didn't listen to you, every time you had a complaint and you didn't want to file it because you didn't want to lose your job, those are the, these are the moments that people are thriving off of. And, yeah. you know, we're having a voice uh, that, that's never been heard before and never been had, and a lot of people got a lot to say. You know, and I, I'm excited. You, know. <laughs> you said... You're tired of basically putting a cap on what you say due to the NFL or whatever. And and don't you feel like that's sometimes our crutch is that we restrict ourselves from just being – there's a way to say everything. That's stressful, yeah. man. It's that's stressful. stressful. <laughs> why do you think mental health is on a rise? That's yeah. that's that's it's really – that's a self-inflicting wound. There you go. That's why I try to you know tap into it because you know if, you can't, if you're not allowed to be yourself – uh, you have to constrain certain things, man. That is that's that's mental, mental. I guess prison. You know, that's exactly what it is, man. And uh, we we live through that every day. I saw some study where they say uh, average black male in America uh, has the anxiety rate as if he was being chased by a bear. Yeah, right. And and to have that and to walk around and act like it's normal, you know, that's that's crazy in itself. You know? Yeah, and even. It starts at a young age, right. even early on. Uh, certain kids get sent to the principal's office. Certain kids get sent to therapy. Right? Yeah. And and we all know after the principal's office, you get suspended. Yep. And after suspension, you probably hit in the streets. Yep. And after the streets, you end up in prison. So, you know, it's it's, it's not a hard line to follow. So exactly. You, you just kind of just put a stamp on it and let the kids be themselves and don't try to restrict them too much. You know, I, I, I'll be honest. I used to be a, a big proponent of of college and, okay. going, and going to a four-year university. But now I'm realizing, you know, people are coming out on the back end after college a little worse than they started off, right? And, and, and behind the eight ball. I'm like, man, this kind of, it, does it make sense? Yeah. Are we doing things that make sense for people's future exactly. and their well-being to be the best uh, person they can be in our society? And that brings me to this question. How, how valuable do you feel the attention should be back on the home? I think the home is broken, in my personal opinion. Yeah, no, that's leadership. not on accident. No, no. They didn't do that on accident. It, no, it's not. It's been, it's been in the works for years, right? Yeah, right. It's separation. You divide and conquer. Definitely. And I think that the house is broken, and I think what safety net we did have in the house from when we were exposed to what happens in the street is no, is no longer as strong as it was, right? Mm-hmm. Very few kids grow up in a, a, contempor- a traditional family style. You got you know one house, you got single mothers busting their butts to 
try to provide. You got fathers who are not there. You got you got and, and it's not all families, but it is the majority. And now the kids are relying on what they're hearing out there when they go to school. And like what you say, on the phone, yeah. education's watered down. Yep. In many cases, it's tailored to what they want to distribute. Mm-hmm. Teachers are in fearful of what they are. They're just teaching to the test. Mm-hmm. And it it you said it. Technology has taken over. So only what the narrative is displayed on the phone is the education that they have doesn't make it right. Right. Like that's tough, man. Structurally, you know, it's, it's a problem, and so you, it's almost like which part do you pick first? Exactly. And uh, you know, from from the music they're listening to, from what they're watching on TV, yeah. you know, every everything matters, and uh, that's what you know. That's why I want to start a school at some point because uh, knowledge yourself is very important. Very. I important. didn't. I didn't learn about Lewis Latimer. In yeah. school, I didn't learn about Mansa Musa in school. You know, yeah. I, I learned quite a bit about the Holocaust. You know, I, I feel bad for the for the Jewish experience, but I learned a lot about them. I learned a lot about our forefathers and George right. Washington and all those guys. But learning about myself and seeing people that look like me in those history books will make a world of difference. And uh, that's what we have to get out there right now because if, if your if your knowledge yourself is all you see on TV is your boys getting arrested or yeah. you know some bad stuff going down, that's exactly what you're gonna think. Especially here in Miami, people live all over the world, yeah. and they tell me the crazy stories about what they've heard about African American men before they come here and the warnings they get. They have, you have to be warned against us, right? That's, yeah. that's not the reputation you want to have. No, no, not at all. Wes, you are also a strong proponent for health. I mean, you should have your own TV show, man. The way you be in the kitchen, I, I mean, I laugh. It's like, it, but it's good energy. Yeah, man. I mean, you you grow in a garden, man. Yeah, yeah. Look at this strong black man, athlete, proponent in the community. I mean, energetic about what we doing, and you grow in a garden. This guy got a green thumb. Hey, man, some, somebody told us at some point that gardening was feminine, right? Like, uh, you know, come on, man, you got to you got to eat, right? Yeah. So what we eating a long time ago. That's kind of one of the one of the things I, I wanted to get back to. I wanted to get back to to the roots about how we started. So, you know, following people like Dr. Sebi and uh I read a book uh, The Way of the Superior Man by David Dita. Yeah. And you know, it changed my life as far as, you know, what what you thought was cool versus what you thought you should be doing. Like, hey, man, be express yourself. Right. And uh, don't be afraid to express yourself. And, you know, that's kind of once you're comfortable in your own skin, man, you know, I, I, I love gardening. I love about the, the, the health aspect yeah. because that's something that's not talked about enough in our community. No, no especially um, our community. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we got food deserts out there. And even in the communities, the food that's available is not good for you. It's not helping us at all. No. Uh, so along with stress and hypertension, you know, we got high blood pressure. We got diabetes. That's something that's rampant in the community. It's not, it's not just the police. You know, so we got a plethora, a plethora of issues that's plaguing our community. And, you know, they need to be addressed. And food is at the core one of the most basic essential things. that we Listen, man, you, you, we are what we eat. Yeah. People, it's not the opposite. You, you're exactly what you eat. Yeah. And it's no secret that in, in those communities – um, it's easy to buy a whole meal for three dollars, mm-hmm. but if you want to go buy a salad, it's like fifteen dollars. It doesn't, yeah, it's by design. It's, it's, it's exactly tough by design, right? Eating, eating healthy, you gotta, or they, you know, eat. Or, or, back when I was growing up, eat like the white folks. Yeah, that, that food was expensive. It's a lot cheaper to get a double, two double cheeseburgers for two dollars. Yeah, you know, I, I I've been there. You know, so I had the the uh, fortune of. Growing up in Gary, Indiana, and Durham, North Carolina, and uh, you know, Gary, Indiana was the homicide capital of the world when I was there. Okay, and it was you know it was pretty rough. So being in the environment with the kids and seeing exactly what was going on, and sometimes you just eating whatever you can get your hands on. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So you, once you put in survival mode, 
uh, that's no way to live at all. You know, no. we, you need to be able to enjoy life and not just have to survive through it and push through. You know, that's all of the things that's being discussed here is exactly what we need more of. The unfortunate part is you're one person, I'm one person. We need much more than that. Well, we're gonna make it happen. This is yeah. this is where it starts. This is where uh, the idea of self sustainability starts. You know, creating a community, a nationhood, where you know, like I tell people all the time, you come here to Miami, there's so many people. If you you know if you do something wrong to a Chinese person, hey, the China, that they're going back to China. They, somebody gonna have to see you. Same with the Russians. Same with the Colombians. Yeah, all of these different uh, nationalities here. So what happens when you disrespect a person of color, an African American? Like, where, where do we go? Who do we call? Uh, when we're wronged in those moments. And oh. we, have, we got a whole nation over there uh, across the water with us three times the size of this place with people who look just like us that yeah. are welcoming. And I say that creating a corridor between Africa and here uh, is our best bet and it's something that's long overdue. You know, they, they've actually, uh, it's been structured in a, play, in a way that they don't want us to talk to our brothers over there. You know, they want, uh, they want us almost feuding, but you know that, that that's our land, that's our culture, that's our heritage over there, and I think we can, you know, strong. We're stronger together. Divided right. we fall. A hundred percent. You know, it's kind of one of those moments in history where I think it's about to happen, and I think it's going to happen in a major way. And that's what I was about to ask you. Do you think now, it, if if ever, if any time now is the right time for us really to band together? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We have everything we we need. We have the technology. We right. have uh, certain certain people have the resources. You know, uh, at this point, we have uh, representation. Where you know, I, I saw where somewhere, you know, Bob Johnson was uh, calling for the government to pay fourteen trillion dollars in reparations. Well, we've seen I saw they, that. We've yeah. seen they got money to pay other stuff. And wow, I th- saw th- that. This, this is an issue that's never been addressed. Uh, we've been trying, you know, obviously the monument's coming down. That means they've admitted wrongdoing. So exactly. now once you've admitted wrongdoing, we got to go back. How much wrongdoing? You yeah. know, slavery was a big, big business. Yeah. $300 billion $300 business. billion business. In the 1800s. We're not talking about what yeah. it was now. It was then. So, you know, like the amount of money and me understanding capitalism. Okay, let's talk capitalism. Yeah. You know, y'all, hey, J.P. Morgan and Chase Banks, they had slaves as collateral. You know, so they, if we're going to talk about numbers, hey, you guys... You profited from these things and, and and was able to carry your company on into the 20th century and be very very profitable. So can we get some of that profit and start and create our own wealth? And I exactly. think that's something that's well deserving. Uh, the fact that we even have to ask for it uh, is it, you know it's, it's kind of beyond me. But this is where we are. But now we have to demand it. Wes, you're a very articulate brother and you're young man, and I think that's Appreciate a testament. It, Matter of fact, I hope your platform and, and whatever God has plan for you evolves Mm -hmm. because this is exactly what needs to be heard like you know we we need more of this dialogue and it's refreshing in light of that any plans for you to go back to the nfl yeah yeah definitely i'm training right now uh just honestly with the current climate of things man i'm more you know motivated than ever yeah um i'm in better shape than i've ever been you know especially learning more about my body as i go So I'm feeling better now at 31 than I was at 26, you Good know, stuff. eating the wrong food. So I, yeah. went, I went vegan. I tried you did. vegan for a year. I lost about 40-something pounds. Mm. I, was, uh, I was a little over 300 pounds at one point. So, you know, the health thing I take very seriously because I understand the correlation between eating right and your mind working yeah. properly, right? You know, the foods can trigger your mind uh, just, just as much as anything else, man. If you're not thinking clearly, That's if you're true. not thinking properly, if the blood's not flowing right, yep. you're not going to be creative. You're not going you know, to be in a good mood. Yeah. You're not, you, 
all these different things. So you have to be, that's why, you know, that's why I talk about emotional intelligence and mindfulness. Okay. Because it all ties into the same thing. You know, you, you got to be mindful. You got to be, understand what your position is. Yeah. And then you'll be able to understand other people better. That's why I say, I, you know, I understand, I think one of my favorite quotes is, I understand people way too much to hate anybody. Uh, right. You know, because oh. I, I understand your, your way of thinking and I can't hate you because there's something about yourself that you probably hate. Exactly. So, you know, I, I can't fight with that. So, yep. you know, that's when you just got to remove yourself, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Listen. What's a typical day? So for the people listening out there, you wake up at what time, and what does the day entail? What what are you, what is your morning routine when you wake up? Uh, well, you know, for about the past year, it's been about uh, I wake up about five a.m. Five a.m. club. Yeah, five a.m. I, I read 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 a little bit. At least I get at least thirty minutes of reading in. Okay. Uh, when I wake up, the first thing that goes into your mind and your body is the most important. So. Before the reading, of course, I, I make a smoothie. Okay. Uh, kale, beets, ginger, all the alkaline foods you can find, man. Those are the things that energize you and exactly. carry you through the day. Uh, so I start off with that, get some water, obviously read some, and I wait for the sun to rise. I like, lo- love being you know, one of the first people to see the sun I see come you up. always man. on the beach. Yeah. Always, always on the beach. Every day, man. Every day. It's something powerful about when that sun is first peeking up, man, because it's, it's giving everything life, right? You know, let's touch on that one second. And I told my listeners this before so they can have a takeaway. Most people say, you know, you go out and you get vitamin D or whatever in the sun. But most people don't know that the sun, the most healthiest rays are from 7 to 9 a.m. Hmm. After that, it's not as healthy. I didn't know that. And uh, me, me, you telling me that right now makes perfect sense. <laughs> no. From, so I did a study because I wanted to share it with them. We were talking about 5G. Mm-hmm. And I had one of the most premier uh, tech builders on the show. Okay. We were talking about the effects of 5G and a whole bunch of stuff. And we talked about the energy from the sun that 7 to 9 a.m. is where you get the most healthiest portion of vitamin D. Once the sun continues to go on, it's actually dangerous to be. Uh, it's not as beneficial to the body after that. So you actually go out. I, 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 I love to touch on that, too, man, because I actually uh, started sun gazing uh, within the past year. Yeah. At those times, right when the sun comes up and, you know, there's actually uh, ancient uh Research done and facts show that uh, it's helped people, you know, relieve migraines. It helps you be more creative. Like they tell okay. you, of course, they told you uh, years ago, don't look in the sun, you'll go blind. Yeah. And, you know, once I got older, I started to realize if I just question everything I've ever been told, what will I find? Yeah. And that was just one of those things where I started looking one day. And, of course, there's no evidence ever of anybody ever going blind from exactly. standing at the sun, you know, first of all. And secondly, it's something that was practiced uh, years ago, and it's on the hieroglyph. So you know, the, uh, you you receive a lot of vitamin D okay. and melanin through your eyes and through your palms. Yeah. And so uh, seven to nine, like you said, early in the morning, the sun is not as strong, so you're yeah. able to actually look at the sun. So that makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I, I felt better. I've told my family members about it. Now a couple, a few wow. of them think I'm crazy, but the ones who haven't. You know, couldn't wait to tell me, man. I start, I did it, man. I was, I was so creative afterwards. It, it opened up a new, you know, it, it, yeah. it actually works. And of course, so yeah. wow, look at that. So that's awesome. So I want to. Uh, we do something on BM. We do something on the BM Spire podcast. And Wes, we would love to have you back again. Yeah, I love I'm it, man. Say that Definitely. right now. Um, and we probably love to have you if you come to Tampa to come in the studio as well. Hey, let's do it down there and have it. Ain't but, nothing but a hop, skip, and a jump. Exactly. Um, Hold on, I gotta ask you something. Speaking of Tampa, what's up with this move with Tom Brady coming? You know, I just bought a house in Tampa, so I'm kind of happy about that. Like, what? I ain't see that, and I'm a I'm a diehard Patriots fan, yeah. by the way. Yeah, that okay. hurt. Me. Oh man, hey, look, I was honestly I was excited to see it because you know Bruce Arians, the head coach of the Buccaneers, he's the one who signed me in Pittsburgh, and he uh, he he brought me to uh, the Indianapolis Colts. 
So, uh, you know, when, once I saw that Tom was signing to Tampa Bay, it was something that was, you know, shocking to me. But I, he, he was one of those guys who could make it happen. Yeah. And, you know, they got two uh, premier receivers over there. Jason Lick has done a great job with the, uh, with the roster. Uh, so I was excited, man, you know, because I'm trying to get to Tampa Bay. Bruce Arians, Jason Lick, if you're listening, man, Byron Leftwich, you know, the offensive coordinator who I played with in Pittsburgh. Y'all know I'm trying to get down. I'm ready. It would be a great combination with Gronk. Let's, let's, let's get they, him at Tampa let's Bay, go. man. Let's Come go, on. Man. We, we'll flood that stadium. We got to get him at Tampa Bay. Come on, man. Super Bowl or bust, man. Why not West? Why not Wes? <laughs> I love it. Hey, look, we starting a campaign right now on the BM Swap right podcast. Matter of fact, I'm putting that in the notes. Everybody, why not Wes in the Bay? And I think it's incredible that he's there on the year that we're supposed to have the Super Bowl yep. in Tampa, man. It's going to be a great year. Now, if I get there, we're going to rewind this and we're going to watch this and the people, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts, right? And by that time, I'll probably be in the Pro Bowl or Pro or something. So, yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. So we have one thing on the Be Inspired podcast we do. It's called Inspiration. Okay. And this is a golden nugget that you leave with the listeners and it's something that they can take away and, and ponder upon. They're going to have this whole um, podcast to listen to, but this is a moment of inspiration. What would you leave with any, it doesn't matter, any topic, any wisdom, what will Wes Sanders leave to the people out there? This is what I leave. A quote by uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, Oscar Wilde, uh, finish each day and be done with it. You have done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities no doubt crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You will begin it well and serenely and with too high a spirit to be encumbered by your old nonsense. Let that sink in. Wes, I thank you for being an incredible force. Uh, You're very admirable, and I'm not just saying that. Especially that, from my, I really, I, I've been called worse. I, I, <laughs> so have I. Um, just thank you. We really appreciate you being on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We know that you can wake up and make any decision that you want to. We just are always delighted that you choose to be inspired. My name is Miguel Global. Don't forget to rate, review, listen to the podcast, share it, and follow my man, Wes. Yeah, yeah. Why not West? That's the new campaign. And we're going to put all West's social media and stuff. Look in the notes of this podcast so you can reach out to him and follow everything he's doing. And I have a strong feeling this is just the beginning. Not only is he going to be back here, maybe he's going to make a strong comeback on a lot of platforms because I'm going to help him. Hey, that's what time that it is. We here. We here, we here now. Let's do it. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. Be easy. We out of here.